Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Good afternoon and welcome to show 271 of Engage for Success Radio, Soft Leadership, A New Direction to Leadership. So today we're going to be talking about what my guest terms soft leadership and we'll be finding out more about what exactly he means by that shortly. I'm Jo Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage for Success core team. The Engage for Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice and we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private and third sectors. If you go to engageforsuccess.org and use the link at the bottom of the page you can join our newsletter list and all our social media links are there too. So my guest today is Professor Rao, PhD, founder of MSR Leadership Consultants in India, and he is uh, calling in from India, and I am trying to speak slower because English isn't his first language, and as regular listeners will know, I'm not very good at speaking slowly, so I'll try my hardest. (laughs) So welcome, Professor Rao. Great to have you join us on the show. It's great to be here today with you. Lovely. Now, we've had some technical issues and the internet is actually quite uh, unstable at the moment. So I'm hoping it will all go well, but let's see how we get on. So let's start then by just tell us a little bit about yourself, Professor Rao. So who you are and uh, what, what you do, who MSR Leadership Consultants India are. Uh, Actually, I served in uh, Indian Air Force uh, for 12 years. After uh, serving for 12 years, then I have done my own business for some years. After doing business, then I entered into teaching field. Uh, Because I have passion for uh, teaching, I just want to uh, shape students as global leaders. So with that uh, passion and vision, I entered into teaching field. Uh, I acquired my PhD in the year 2011 in the area of soft skills. Uh, then I, I became a professor. I worked in various educational institutions as a professor. Uh, then subsequently I left. Then I started uh, MSR Leadership Consultants, uh, wherein I provide uh, training programs for corporates uh, uh, on leadership development. And uh, also I started writing books. And uh, so far I have written around uh, 40 books. Uh, 40 books have been published and one of the books uh, titled 21 successful transfer CEOs is the best selling book in the world and it's doing good uh, globally and uh, I also wrote a book titled uh, Soft Leadership, A New Direction to Leadership yeah. and we are going to talk about this book only today. Uh, this book uh, uh, I have dedicated to Peter Drucker because I admire him a lot and uh, Philip Kotler, the father of uh, modern marketing, has written forward for this book. So this book I have not given to any publisher. I am looking for a good publisher who can publish this book. So now coming to my uh, professional activities, apart from these things, I have a vision to build 1 million students as global leaders by 2030. So it's a non-profit initiative. Uh, I just want to build global leaders. So this is what is all about me. Lovely, lovely. Thank you. So, 
let's talk a bit about what you define as soft leadership. So the, the, you, your book is called Soft Leadership, A New Direction to Leadership. What, what is your definition of soft leadership? I think it's a great question and it's uh, very relevant. See, soft leadership I have coined after I have completed my PhD in soft skills. In the year 2011, uh, I acquired my PhD in soft skills, but uh, way back in 2007, uh, I started uh, doing uh, research on soft skills in order to complete my PhD. So at that time itself, you know, I started uh, 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 doing research about leadership. So when I conducted uh, leadership development training programs for various, various corporates, uh, they were often complaining that the current leadership styles are irrelevant. So we have so many leadership styles uh, like transformational, transactional, autocratic, uh, democratic. Likewise, you know, we have plenty of leadership styles. So many uh, audiences, they complained that those uh, leadership styles were uh, not relevant in the current context. Then I thought, you know, since I have done my PhD in soft skills and I am passionate about leadership, so I blended uh, these both soft skills and leadership and uh, coined the uh, term soft leadership. This soft leadership contains elements like character, charisma, compassion, conscience, uh, contribution, consistency, commitment, conviction, courage. Then I requested uh, Dev Ulrich, who is a good friend of mine and uh, who is known as uh, the father of uh, a modern HR, to create a code for uh, soft leadership. Then he's, uh, he was very kind to uh, create a leadership code for uh, this soft leadership. Uh, then uh, it has come to a shift. Then subsequently I have contributed a couple of research papers and also I wrote uh, articles on uh, soft leadership. Even uh, International Leadership Association has invited me to uh, uh, to deliver my uh, talk on uh, soft leadership, and uh, they organized uh, a webinar uh, in uh, 2012. So I started getting more interest. So basically, the soft leadership is about uh, more of a people orientation, uh, but without compromising task orientation. So that means we emphasize more on uh, people skills uh, in order to get the things done because the millennials who entered into workforce, uh, they don't appreciate uh, hard leadership, autocratic leadership. Even some of the millennials, uh, they, they, they don't want to be led by leaders. So I thought, you know, this will be very much useful for the uh, present generation, especially millennials. And the world is changing very far fast because of uh, artificial intelligence and uh, fourth industrial revolution. So keeping all these things in view, I started doing more research on uh, soft leadership and I'm still uh, finding out certain psychometric tools and uh, various things in order to give a sanctity to, to this leadership style. So can you um, repeat some of those those words that you use, the, the C's? So you, I, the only one I wrote down. <laughs> I, yeah. was trying, I suddenly realized I should be writing them down, was contribution. Well, what were some of the others that you mentioned? Uh, see, I have coined uh, into 11 C's because uh, servant leadership has got uh, 10 uh, elements. Robert Greenleaf has coined uh, servant leadership. So mine is, you know, 11 C's I have coined. So it starts with character. So the soft leaders 
must have elegancies. Yeah. Uh, some of them include uh, character, uh, charisma, compassion, conscience, contribution, consistency, commitment, conviction, courage. Likewise, you know, it contains elegancies uh, mm-hmm. that that collectively becomes uh, soft leadership. And the leaders who have these qualities can be called as soft leaders. And secondly, and there is no, it's not mandatory that you know all the leaders should have elevencies uh, to uh, be called as soft leaders. If they have more than six qualities, they can be termed as soft leaders. Right. Okay. Yeah. So just to repeat, um, what some of the examples you gave were is contribution, character, charisma, compassion, consensus. Yeah consistency yeah. commitment and conviction it's funny yeah. isn't it how um how powerful all those words are and and the fact that they do all start with the same letter that makes it really <laughs> really neat and tidy for people like me who like uh, like things to be neat and tidy <laughs> um so so you're saying that people managers with more than six of those qualities uh, yeah, are right. able to sort of operate with this uh, soft leadership and um, what how is it different from other leadership styles um, particularly for example um, servant leadership which is one of the more developed uh, leadership styles that perhaps is is um, more about uh, you know that sort of uh, support of people and would perhaps be seen as a as a, a softer leadership style how is your version of soft leadership different yeah, this uh, servant leadership talks about serving the people. That the basic objective it contains uh, ten elements, and it was coined by Robert uh, Greenleaf. Uh, the main motive is to serve the people. That's that's what was said by uh, Robert Greenleaf. But what soft leadership talks about is uh, through persuasion rather than uh, pressure, and uh, by convincing the people, we need to get the jobs d- done. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it's not uh, no. Everyone wants to get the task executed at the end of the day. Everybody wants to improve their uh, organizational bottom lines. But there is a manner in which the task can be executed. That is through soft leadership. That means uh, it's like you know uh, it emphasizes on personality, attitude, and behavior of the people rather than through pressure. So likewise, you know. Uh, it communicates, uh, keeping all these things in you. Uh, these soft leaders, uh, they adopt more of people orientation in order to get the task executed. That means without compromising the task orientation, with an emphasis on people skills, they will be able to achieve the goals. That is what is basically about soft leadership. And secondly, uh, it is also different from uh, transformational leadership that contains uh, Four eyes, uh, because transformational leadership is basically to transform the people, but soft leadership is uh, uh, is not only transforming the people, but to uh, the ability to use people skills, emotional intelligence, in order to get the things done, rather than you know uh, caring. For instance, through compassion, so and through. Uh, commitment through convictions like uh, courage so all these things you know ingra- uh, uh, ingrained uh, 
in in the in the concept of soft leadership mm-hmm. so I, i like the idea of of emphasizing it's about getting the task done still because i guess sometimes people could see using some of these uh characteristics and skills as perhaps being uh about being nice to people but perhaps not necessarily getting the job done uh but yeah. but what you're saying is this is an essential style of leadership for the the current time and you talked about millennials tell us a bit more about why it's essential in 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 business now to use soft leadership you see this millennials uh, you know uh, this uh, this is a separate breed uh, these people are uh, uh, usually the other generations uh, they complain that this and and people especially these millennials are very impatient and they don't respect uh, seniors likewise uh, but the millennials you know according to my judgment uh, they are very smart very brilliant but they are impatient to achieve their goals so this soft leadership you know uh, there is nothing like uh, leader and uh, follower somewhat like that and it is like you know uh, it suits for flat organization gap between boss and subordinate so millennials uh, the young generation those who were born between 1980 to 2000 uh, approximately they like to work with uh, colleagues rather than with the leaders Uh, rather than leadership is useful that's one thing secondly we are entering into artificial intelligence and fourth industrial revolution so keeping those aspects and keeping the aspirations of millennials who are very ambitious and of course impatient uh, the soft leadership works within the organization and also the soft leadership also works for uh, to achieve global peace and prosperity because the hard power doesn't work uh any more because previously hard power worked but currently uh, it's more of a soft soft power and soft leadership that works more so even uh, even mahatma gandhi uh, who believed in the uh, principles of non violence and uh, he also uh, believed in more of a soft leadership rather than a hard leadership at a time when the world was uh, uh, reeling and Uh, ruling uh, under the uh, principle of might is right that means the military was ruling like uh, many many people you know they adopted hard leadership during first world war second world war so at that time mahatma gandhi adopted this soft leadership and showed to the world that the independence can be achieved uh, through peaceful means and through non violence So tell us a bit more about what you see as the difference between the soft leadership and the hard leadership. So what what does hard leadership look like? Hard leadership yeah uh, task and less on uh, people skills. Soft leadership means uh, emphasizing more on uh, uh, people skills without compromising uh, the task. For instance if you look at Jack Wells he's more of a hard leader. Mhm. Right? a uh, jeff mint uh, uh, of uh, farmer uh, ceo of uh, uh, general electric is uh, is more of a soft leader then again if you look at uh, steve jobs uh, he was more of a hard leader then again if you look at uh, tim cook of apple is more of a soft leader so now uh, hard leaders uh, survived and also soft leaders uh, survived 
so this is how you can uh, differentiate between hard leaders and the soft leaders if you look at uh, the political leaders uh, margaret thatcher no uh, she was more of a hard leader but if you look at uh, aung san suu kyi uh, she is uh, more of a soft leader So you're currently writing a book about women CEOs. Do you see that uh the 11 Cs are perhaps more of a natural style for for the women CEOs or is that me just making assumptions? So uh that is uh, see uh, I'm currently writing a book on uh, women uh, leadership. and i have tentatively titled it as uh, think men and think managers think women think leaders that's what i have tentatively titled and i am still uh, other why i have uh, chosen to write a book on women leadership is see globally you know women you know they are uh, although they are powerful and they are equal to men uh, they are not empowered equally globally not only in asia and uh, europe and other countries and uh, there is uh, 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 there is a decrease the percentage of women ceos and women leaders in various global organizations uh, so i just want to advocate gender equality so that's why i have joined in the movement e for she e for she means men supporting women so i joined in that movement and uh, i have undertaken a uh, commitment that i will uh, pioneer for the equality of women so i started writing a book on women leadership so women basically they are uh, smart in uh, smarter than men in certain aspects like you know they are good at multitasking uh, they are good at reading the emotions uh, egos and feelings of the people better and uh, they can make decisions uh, coolly and much better than men and they are more compassionate so according to the out of the 11 cs uh, i think uh, women uh, can be more of uh, compassion one c and uh, and they emphasize more on character then conscience then contribution and uh, commitment so some of the cs will uh, suit for women leaders and women ceos yeah yeah so why Do you think that employee engagement is such a hot topic because obviously you're um you know hundreds of miles away uh joining a, a podcast that's that's uh hosted by the UK Engage for Success movement and clearly we've come to your attention and um you know you've got something to uh offer to the movement um why do you think it's such a a, a you know key topic globally at the moment see it's a very challenging topic and it's a burning topic globally about engaging the employees because currently employees are getting disengaged very quickly and engaging them is a very big challenge usually you know people think if employees are given financial uh, incentives they will work harder but it's not in that way so they need to have both financial incentives and also non financial incentives uh, financial incentives include that uh, salary and other things non financial incentives including uh, job rotation uh, job satisfaction 
so likewise you know job enrichment then again uh, some of the incentives uh, you know which won't uh, uh, charge no connected with the money if they are given like recognition so i think uh, they can be engaged very effectively mm-hmm. and uh, if employees are engaged uh, definitely the the organizations uh, uh, can improve their uh, mhm big challenge globally uh, but it can be achieved uh, provided uh, the companies uh, adopt both financial motivations and non financial motivations because uh, uh, man cannot live by bread alone that means he needs uh, beyond uh, bread that means not only money but he needs uh, some uh, Mm, uh, some other aspects like you know if you look at abraham abraham maslow he told some uh, various things like basic things then physiological needs then social needs so likewise you know after meeting one need uh, so human every human tries to reach the second higher position so if we can adopt this abraham maslow's hierarchy of needs uh, i hope to some extent you know we can uh, engage employees effectively and also we need to respect well and we need to treat uh, employees well and we need to, and i also started one more uh, policy that is employee first um, customer second then shareholders third this is my slogan that means employees must be given first preference if employees are happy yeah customers uh, are happy they can improve Uh, the organizational bottom lines and the shareholder value will go up this is how the trend should be but previously what happened you know customers were first then employees were second that's how it was treated now that trend needs to be reversed in such a way that we need to emphasize more on employees second on uh, customers third on shareholders right yeah so talking about employee engagement being so important across the world what do you think it's like in india in general terms where where does it sit in terms of of sort of the sophistication of engagement within your country compared to others so india is also more or less like european countries but in india being a developing country so india so emphasizes more on monetary aspects financial aspects they emphasize more uh so almost the scenario is same whether it is asia or europe or wherever it is it is scenario is same but when you talk little bit about india and asian countries so since these are all developing countries they emphasize a little more on financial incentives rather than non financial incentives so we need to emphasize more on financial aspects when we want to engage employees in india mhm so how can people find out more about what you do so how can people find out um, more about soft leadership see if uh, anyone googles my name as uh, professor m s rao m means malaysia s means singapore r u rao so they can get uh, all my books and all my social media platforms and i have blogs four blogs but one blog that is vision 2030 1 million global leaders is very active and also and i'm very active on linkedin with a good number of followers and uh, uh, so many articles i keep uh, posting on uh, linkedin and also blog so a lot of uh, material is available about uh, soft leadership 
on LinkedIn and also Vision 2030. And also, I have written a couple of books on soft leadership, and two more books are yet to be published on soft leadership. Lovely. So, and we'll put the links to uh, in the show notes so people can uh, find that information from the website as well. So, thank you so much for joining me, Professor Rao. It's been really interesting. And uh, uh, sorry about all the technical issues, but we got there. <laughs> it's okay. We can't avoid those technical issues. And I'm uh, and I, I'm grateful to you for giving me this wonderful opportunity. It's a pleasure talking to you, and it's uh, really it's a true honor to share my knowledge with your audiences. Thank you very much for giving me this wonderful opportunity. Lovely, thank you. So just to let you know, next week, the other Joe will be interviewing Bruce Bolger, who's president of the Enterprise Engagement Alliance, and they'll be talking about the emerging field of enterprise engagement. And Bruce is um, not from the UK either, so we've got a truly international podcast going on at the moment. So uh, we look forward to uh, speaking to you again next week. Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.